Yeah. But the laptop's got to work for now. <laughs> so. Laptop business, so. Are you? Yeah, I think that one. Mac? Yeah. It's nice. I got that one used. It's a 2017. It was 1200 bucks used. Okay. They're expensive. But I've had mine since 2012, and I just was hoping that I could just use it for a couple more years, but she's a goner. All done. What kind is it? MacBook Pro from 2012. Okay. But, I mean, they were, like, the last of the prime MacBooks. Now, they just don't last as long. No. Nothing lasts as long. Well, they, I heard something somewhere. We're live right now, by the way. This is officially turned okay, on. Yeah. Um, and uh, you kind of got to keep this, like, oh, relatively close, close. But you can move it, whatever, like, whatever you got to do. Um, I heard something that they make them so that they intentionally, like, crap out. So you have to buy another one. That's what I heard, too. Isn't that crazy? I know. I think it's... Ass- it's uh, a scheme. It is. It's, it's such, such a, a scam. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, but I swear they do that. They make it so nothing is compatible with your phone. And so, like, after two years, you're like, well, nothing works. So <laughs> I guess I have to buy a new one. guess I got to buy another thing. Yeah, I'm like, the one thing a phone is supposed to do, I can't do. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. No bueno. Uh, so in Boston, you sang, too? Yeah. Well, okay. So in high school, I used to sing. Like in high school, I used to sing the national anthem, First One Meets. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I used to do it in college too. I wouldn't say I'm like the greatest, but I can like... You're better than the layperson. I can like sing a few bars. My grandmother was a professional opera singer down in Corpus Christi. Yeah. So... So it's in the genes. I guess so. I don't know. (laughs) But I I ended up going... I had taken singing lessons when I was younger and then off and on throughout college. And um, when I moved to Boston, I was like, hey, you know what? Let's try opera. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So I did that for a couple months and it was really cool. But it's, it's, it's a whole different category i guess of singing that is just very difficult <laughs> well i bet and when it's not high school anymore it's at the collegiate level i gotta imagine yeah. it's yeah well different and ball game. yeah just like the lessons in general i was like i don't know what you're saying or what you want me to do and half the music <laughs> is not english so it was like not only learning how to sing opera but all right here sing this in french or like italian i'm like I don't know any of these languages. (laughs) That's got to make it extra difficult. Like here, learn how to sing and learn this language at the same time. Well, and that was always a huge issue is trying to figure out like what vowel goes where or where to put an accent on something. I'm like, this doesn't. And French apparently looks nothing like how it sounds. (laughs) So I just kind of made up words as we went along. Hoped then you were the like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I Well, I moved back home at that point. I was like, eh. I actually, I emailed the Syracuse Opera House. And they never got back to me. So Assholes. I said, you know what? Syracuse Opera. Shame on you. Oh. I was like, who are you <laughs> They're pointing not watching, to? Don't worry. Yeah, no. <laughs> who are you pointing to? Um, I was like, oh, it's around here? Around this corner? No, it's fine. I, I, I like to do things like that. No, that's fair. Um, but yeah, never emailed me back. So there goes my opera career. Mm. I tried. <laughs> and where you went to BU? No, I went to uh, Keene State. Keene State. Small state school okay. up in New Hampshire. Um, 
Yeah. It was it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I swam there. <laughs> so I really went for swimming. Our coach was pretty well known at the time. Um, he ended up going to coach the paraplegic Olympic team. Whoa. So I kind of went for swimming, not really knowing what I was getting myself into. Um, but I did that for four years and I was a biology major and did some research <laughs> jumped around a little bit yeah i mean i so i swam for four years um in between swimming i boxed and then i was a biology and psychology minor so that's when i got into the whole head injury right stuff and, and then you were like why am i boxing <laughs> <laughs> my first day on the job after college it was a uh concussion center not it wasn't a concussion center it was at boston university the right chronic traumatic encephalopathy center say that five times it's it's a mouthful (laughs) it took me like six months to figure out how to say it (laughs) um but the first day on the job i think i was interviewing it wasn't even gotten it he was like so i see that you're a boxer so uh in order to take this job you're gonna have to stop that and i was like Fair enough. You know, we're like, I'm working with people who have severe brain damage because of getting hit in the head. So I guess that's fair. It's like, you know, working in the in the lung area of the hospital and smoking cigarettes on your lunch break, right? Yes, it's exactly. not the best thing. Literally what it is. So yeah, I was like, all right, I guess, I guess I'll stop. But then very recently started <laughs> picked it back up again boxing so, yeah really I just started like a couple months ago yeah so where do you box around here <laughs> so it's actually is a personal trainer okay um and he's down at pastime athletics right on i think it's like east salina street okay um it's right by destiny oh all right and uh yeah so I just started there and it's a lot of fun, but the problem is that I'm, I'm a semi-competitive person, (laughs) semi, (laughs) semi. And so what happens is I end up, uh, training and I'm like, Oh, well, you know, why am I doing this training if I can't, you know, put some of this to use. Right. So I'm like, Oh, I'll I'll, I'll, like spar a little bit. Like we'll just go light. No one's going to hit me in the head. And then once I'm like sparring, I'm like, well, you know, if I'm doing all of this, why not just take a fight? It's the same thing, just a little bit harder. So that's how I get to <laughs> taking a fight, which I've already started thinking about again. And I was like, I, I should not be getting hit in my he- hit in the head. Like, that is crazy. <laughs> so you were boxing, yes. and then you took this job at the mm-hmm. center that nobody can pronounce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> CTE. You can just say CTE, CTE center. Learned about brain injury mm-hmm. and why you shouldn't get hit in the head. And now you're getting hit in the head again. Yeah. I, I, that is wild. I'm working on my head movement, so I don't get hit in the, in the head as much. Yeah. Um, Mayweather just yeah, ducking right? everybody, right? My grandfather, actually, the one that was married to my grandmother, who mm-hmm. was an opera singer, he was a professional boxer oh, down in no New York kidding. City. So, yeah, they have a whole interesting past. But That's wild. Yeah. My whole family history. That's like the... I love family history. Sorry, I'm like jumping around. Oh, you're fine. I, <laughs> I just kind of talk and hope for the best. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, our family history is wicked cool. So like my grandmother, 
obviously was an opera singer down in Texas. My grandfather was a um, professional boxer in New York City. Our family, you know, like Tonka Toys. Okay. My family started Tonka Toys. What? And then like sold, like when it first, first started, not like. Yeah, but they were like in, what is it, Minnetonka, Minnesota, I think, something like that. Sure. I think it's Minnesota that they were in. Minnesota or Michigan? No, I think it's Minnesota. Um, for it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like, I have so many like weird things in my family. Yeah. That's so cool. The Vanderbilts, you know the Vanderbilts? Yeah. My grandmother lived with Eleanor Vanderbilt, who then was Eleanor Whitney. Um, she was married into the family. She lived with her for a while and sang with her. So I was like, weird connections. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's why I was like, I think it's always interesting to hear about your family history. No wonder you think family history is so cool. You've got so much of it. <laughs> I think we had a castle at one point on one of my sides. Whoa. Yeah. A ca- Not just a house, a castle. A castle. They were barren and baroness. <laughs> yeah. I did the 23 in me. Did done, you? Have you done that? I have. Okay. Um, I'm a hundred percent European. <laughs> yeah. What are you? I'm, I want to say 99.9% European. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I think I have like a little bit of, oh shit. What was it? Um, I want to say it was like native American. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. That's... I'm primarily German, Lithuanian and Polish. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I could see that. I would have to look at the thing, but. I could see the German in you. Yeah. You're like German. Scott. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Scottish. Let me hear your best Scottish accent. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Scott. I have nothing in that department. Oh, well, I'm not an accent person. No. My sister lives in Belgium, though. Oh, really? She's actually currently moving to London. But That's yeah. sweet. She's lived there for eight years, six years. Something like that. She's never coming back. No? Had enough? <laughs> no. She just loves the European lifestyle, which I don't blame her. I mean, it's very... I I feel like it's much more relaxed, and they have better food. Seems it. I know. And again, the food's better, so... Yeah, well, <laughs> don't want to get into the American diet thing, but... Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love my fast food, but... Yeah, I hear that. Once in a while, like a 1.30 a.m. kind of thing. Oh, fair. Yes. <laughs> I feel like everybody has those, though. Oh, I'm an ice cream guy. Like, if I'm going to eat something bad for me, it is ice cream Ooh. all day long. Okay. Like, you and my grandmother would get along very well. Yeah. She eats it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, I've done that. I have done that. There's I'm... There have probably been several days in my life where I've, I bet you I've only eaten ice cream. <laughs> like, nothing else. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> if you're an ice cream eater, you are an ice cream eater. Through and through. Yeah. My grandmother, or my grandfather, my great, great great grandfather used to have a whole separate uh ice box i'm pretty sure at that time (laughs) for his ice cream (laughs) for his ice cream i bet it was the best ice cream around very serious about ice cream i bet oh my god but i feel like if you're an like my old roommate was an ice cream person and like needed it every single day in order to function correctly yes yes absolutely it's like coffee oh my gosh when i it was when i was in school was the worst i lived first of all right next door to a stewart's oh, bad see. news i went to oswego oh, oh, so oh, there was a stewart's literally in my backyard okay so <laughs> every week 2.99 for a half gallon of ice cream they rotate the flavors like the special deal and it 
every week. Like me and my housemates would get a half gallon each to ourselves. It was terrible. And just wake up in the morning, like get a spoon, take the half gallon out, just like <laughs> right before man. class, in between class, come home. Like That's there fair. was never a bowl. There were no bowls. It was just a carton. I was going to say, spoon. why dirty a bowl? <laughs> if no, it, it's yeah, silly. It's it silly. is. It is. It's really silly. Um, talk to me more about your experience in Boston, though. At the like, so you, you get this job, got to yep. quit boxing. Yep. And you're like, okay, I'm knocking my brains loose. What's going on here? <laughs> so, how, like, how did you get into that? How did you even wind up there? At the center? Yeah. So in college, I did research on CTE. Um, I did a couple of independent studies learning about it. And because I was boxing in college, mm-hmm. I kind of, I mean, I lived with all boxers. I didn't have, I guess, the traditional college experience. I lived with, one was a student, but my senior year, I lived with two girls that were like 30 and were boxers and we all like box together and just I don't know it was like a very I loved every minute of it but very non-traditional for college yeah and um so I knew of CTE and there were a couple people in the gym obviously who you're like oh something's a little off with you so (laughs) you know (laughs) so I feel like you know that kind of led me to I was a psychology minor right so I I kind of paired up with a professor and he was really interested in the brain and brain injury and so um I ended up like I said doing an independent study with him um doing research on concussions and brain injury and then it slowly turned into cte because that was starting to get big right um and so for people who don't know cte is a neurodegenerative disease caused by repetitive subconcussive hits to the head so basically it's not the concussions that are necessarily bad it's the small little hits like okay in soccer when you had a ball yeah that would be like a subconcussive blow where you're not necessarily getting any signs and symptoms but i mean it's a blow to your head right and so it's all of those tiny little hits to the head and if you're a football player especially when you get to the high uh, you know upper level high school college professional right they're getting hit <laughs> like hundreds of times a day, yeah. you know? And so after a while that, that um, builds up and it can cause behavior issues, uh, mood, instability, um, a lot of depression, suicidality, uh, aggression, um, motor issues, memory issues. Jeez. So it just, there's there's multiple categories, but it really just causes just absolute destruction in the person and typically their family. So, um, but I studied that in college and then I ended up getting an internship there working with, uh, so right now there's no way to diagnose CTE in a living person. Really? Yeah. So because we have no diagnosis, you can't have a treatment. Um, and oh. on top of the fact that it's like Alzheimer's where it's nearly impossible to, I mean, not impossible, but it's very difficult and we have yet to find 
real solutions to neurodegenerative neurodegenerative diseases. <laughs> That's a mouthful too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so I worked with athletes from I think it was like high school to professional athletes, but all different types. Um, I mean, there were like wakeboarders who we had interviewed. And um, basically it was a study looking across all sports and see we gave them like a neurocognitive test over the phone Mm -hmm. a couple times um, over the course of a period of time and like years basically okay and uh we would record the results and then use that data to show if there was like any type of decline or anything Mm. like that and then from that job i ended up getting a recruitment position to recruit um participants for the study so the second study i worked on was it was called diagnose cte and basically it was trying to determine a diagnosis in living people um, or living athletes. Okay. And so uh, I worked on the recruitment side, recruiting athletes mainly. So we had controls, uh, professional, and then college level football players. Hmm. And so I would talk to them, talk to their families, make sure that they were able to give consent to do everything. Right, right. Um, got them enrolled in the study. Um so how many people are in the study um i think i don't know what they're at now but oh it's uh, it's still going yeah okay this is like a seven year study i don't know how long it's supposed to be okay but it's i mean they got like 16 something million dollars for this study um it was across four uh, four sites across the u.s so we had a clinic in Boston, New York City, Arizona, and Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I oversaw Boston and Las Vegas. So um, but that was a cool job. I didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized science was like not for... I mean, I love sciences, but being in that environment... In the trenches. Yeah. And it's not like an overly stable environment when it comes to... You know, once the study's done, well, now what? Unless you want to go get your master's or your PhD and academia. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I can find it on YouTube if I yeah, want to yeah. <laughs> for free. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, we that's... still have the experience to talk about it on a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's weird. I've never that done a podcast. Crazy. So. There's no way to diagnose if somebody has CTE. No. Uh, in a living individual. In a living individual. Real quick, is there a difference between CTE and TBI? Traumatic brain injury? Yes. Okay. So traumatic brain injury is typically after one concussion or one traumatic hit to the head. Okay. Which causes uh, a lasting effect. Either, um, well... Yeah, any type of lasting effect, I believe. Okay. Whereas CTE is, you may have no documented concussions and get CTE. Right. Um, or no, like, major hits and get CTE. And it's because of all the small little hits you get on a regular basis. Okay. Like, um, for instance, 
uh, autism. Mm -hmm. There are certain types of autism where they'll bang their head into something where it's, uh, I don't know what it would be considered, but it's like a behavioral thing. Hmm. And um, they found CTE in children or, or adults that had that uh, really? with their autism because it was just like the, and, and they weren't even like hitting their head that hard, but enough to cause those subconcussive flows and eventually. That is wild. Mm -hmm. The problem is that it, it doesn't come on until you're like usually mid 40s. Oh, so lovely. Yeah. So <laughs> played football and hockey. Looks uh, like I got well, something fun coming my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 40s. Were you an enforcer? Um, at one point when <laughs> there's like a weird period where because like when you start i've started playing hockey when i was seven years old okay you're not hitting each other when you're seven years old <laughs> so you could start hitting at 12 i believe and so when we could start hitting um i was like overly all about it <laughs> that's fair and i just to the point where it was like unnecessary like bad and, 12 year old uh, boys though like i feel like that's the age that yeah just like going for yeah. it you know <laughs> like just not the best like i don't know I, I look back on that like my behavior or at least how i remember it because you know i can't remember what you're 12 years old that well like specific instances but just being like wow i was an idiot i was <laughs> such a goon like you were 12 i know yeah, you I know. know you gotta but give still. yourself <laughs> some slack nah 12 year old self you gotta step it up man oh man <laughs> it's like when you look back at pictures and you're like oh who let me leave the house <laughs> <laughs> it's like that awkward stage exactly that's how i felt like wow i was out there doing that in front of all these parents like <laughs> my parents are probably in the stands like he's not mine he's, he's adopted <laughs> yeah who's this kid out there <laughs> but um yeah i was overly aggressive at one point in hockey and like i mean it's always an aggressive sport like you're getting hit so so i definitely have cte <laughs> well it sounds like anybody who has who's played football or hockey no no there's also other determining factors okay so like some people might go through all of that same thing and right. never develop it so cte is not the instance of it happening but the symptoms you experience later on in life it's like a true disease so when they take a sample okay. so like after the person has passed away right um oftentimes people with like suspected cases of cte or former athletes who've gotten hit in the head they'll donate their brain and so what they do is they slice the brain up um and then they apply chemicals basically okay. and dyes to show the specific protein in the brain that actually uh so i don't know how to say this in like a, <laughs> um like you have all these like nooks and crannies in your brain okay. basically like if you look at a brain it's a bunch of like squiggles yeah um on squiggles, the right yeah <laughs> so on the the bottom side of that like squiggle or like the the valley okay um all of these proteins kind of conglomerate there and it starts to deteriorate the brain huh. and it's like the specific type of protein. And, um, I don't know if they know the exact pathway of like why getting hit in the head starts this chain of events. Right. But basically once it starts happening, you really can't stop it. And that's why 
a lot of people don't see signs and symptoms until they're in their 40s because if you have it before then, you're really not going to notice little things, you know, like if you're going about your business and you forget something every once in a while, you're not going to be like, oh, I have CTE. It's like, oh, I have a lot on my mind and... You know, but when it really, really starts to become apparent for these different things or like behavioral issues, right? A lot of people got divorces because of it because they just thought that the their partner was being uh, irrational or dramatic or whatever it was. Really, um, but then found out later on that they've most likely had CTE, and so the wife has come back or something like that because now they know it's it's an actual definable disease yeah um the same thing as alzheimer's or the same thing as any other like diabetes or something like that so interesting yeah and and it's i think they said that they were nervous it was going to be like an epidemic at some point because all the people that we were looking at were mid-40s and up right so you think about it, a lot of them didn't have Pop Warners because it didn't exist. So many of the guys, they ended up starting after they were 12 years old. Now there's research showing that anything before 12 years old, if you played like any football, anything that you got hit in the head, um, there's a very high probability that you're going to have some sort of issues later on in life. You not, smirk as you look at me and say that. <laughs> not meaning you're going to, but the, it's just like, I think it's like statistically or something that you said that there's there's a concern of having some issues later on Damn. in life. Um, but they could be minor. Like I yeah. said, you know, uh, there's genetics that are involved too. Oh, there's sure. a lot of different factors that are involved because I'm pretty sure that they don't know whether like why some people get it and why others don't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I am a little fearful for the future yeah. from when like our whole generation grows up because I mean, you guys started playing at like five <laughs> with pop Warner. I mean, you can start so young Yeah. Where in reality, there's no, I think there's been research showing that there's no difference between a kid starting before 12 in football versus after 12, like ability wise. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's strange. I know. Well, so. actually, maybe not. I mean, a certain amount of your athletic ability, I'm sure, is genetic. Like you can only improve so much. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's wild. Yeah. But there's no diagnosis for it. So, like, how could it be diagnosed in the future? You said they were working on figuring out a way to diagnose it, right? Yeah. So, I don't know if, because I was in, I was there when they started right. the study. And so, I don't know where, how far along they've gotten at this point. Um, but, I mean, through various brain scans, through various cognitive testing, mm-hmm. um, you know, I we were taking saliva samples to okay. test certain, um, you know, genes yeah. or just proteins that are in you or something, you know, right. just different factors that may attribute to developing it or having it. Right. Um, I would think that the biggest indicator would be like a brain scan to be able to like mark the protein in the brain while a person is still alive but it's just so difficult yeah i can imagine well 
I mean, I don't know what the technology is like, but you were talking about the the proteins that conglomerate and the conglomerate conglomerate. I don't yeah, know, whatever. I think that's the word. Congre- <laughs> congregate. Let's yeah, go with that. Yeah, I feel in like... the in the valleys and how, like, I don't know how you would examine those while somebody's still living with a brain scan or something. Like, I know that they have different types of MRIs where basically you. It's like if you've ever seen one where they put a dye in you and then the dye like goes through. And so either whatever type of scan you're getting will pick up on the dye. Okay. And so it can show if there are like, I don't know, <laughs> like certain things. I just know that like there are certain dyes that you can do for yeah. other types of scans. So yeah. for for a brain scan, there's. It's the same concept where basically it binds to specific proteins in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scanner is able to like track where it bound to. Okay. Um, but again, I don't know if it's overly accurate because I think it's, I think it's called like an fMRI. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For the- yeah and, uh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's been a while now too. So like all of this is just now coming back to me. Of I like, imagine. Oh man, getting get the juices flowing again. Yeah, I was like, I remember some of this stuff, but <laughs> it's, it has been it has been a bit. I moved back here in April of 2018. Okay. So, I guess not that long. <laughs> not terribly long. In a year and a half, a year and something. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever? Are you ever like get curious about where it's at? Um, or anything like do you still have contacts there that you, I do yeah. yeah every once in a while I'll like reach out and we'll talk but I'm so bad at keeping contact with people it's so uh, funny it's even though like you have the phone and the internet and all this it's so hard oh it is God. so hard to keep up with people and it, it seems like such a excuse or like a lazy excuse but I'm like I just can't get myself to text some of these people <laughs> some of the times I don't know why like I'm just so bad at communicating like that. Yeah, it's like you get your phone out and you're about to text them and you're like, they're going to be like, what, what do you want? Like, or like, like yeah, what like, what do you say? Like, like, I'd yeah, much rather exactly. pick up the phone and like have a conversation and be yeah. like, let's catch up on everything and then I'll call you in six months again. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's well, get on a regular six-month yes, call. <laughs> yes, <laughs> My brother does that all the time. He like doesn't text hardly ever. He uh, Well, if there's something to discuss, he'll just call me yeah or like facetime me like i think just like wow that's smart yeah because then you can like say everything nothing gets skewed because sometimes when you're texting oh you know, yeah like emotions and stuff like that so I'm like, sarcasm yeah. you never yeah. know yeah. Like- <laughs> or a conversation that's supposed to take you know 10 minutes takes an hour and 10 minutes they text because, me back oh, like, yeah, yeah yeah if i could throw my phone out the window i probably would my job is on my phone I, same so. it's tough oh it's gosh. tough but yours is more technology than I am too. So yeah. Well, it's funny since I use social media and everything so much, I don't use it as much personally. Like the the feed on my phone, mm-hmm. like Facebook feed. I mean, on my computer actually, I have a Chrome extension that turns the Facebook feed off. So like if yeah. I'm on Facebook, the middle of it is blank. <laughs> like can't see what you're doing. Sorry. Like. I mean, not really sorry, but. <laughs> it's nice though, because then one you don't get dragged into something, or just. I mean, I don't know. It just sucks you dry. Yeah. Talk about other factors that cause depression and shit. Oh, like, my gosh. Just turning on the TV. Oh, God, no. The news. No. <laughs> there is no cable in this place. Good. Good. Absolutely not. Can't do it. Can't I need do it. someone to give me, like, a brief minute recap of everything that happened in the past week, and that's how <laughs> I'm going to get my news. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
we but just, I don't so know. Depressing. Condensing everything into a minute though is, has its own issues. Oh, oh like, absolutely. Well, I guess if it's not inclined politically one side or the other, then maybe not as much. But will that ever happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. But yeah, it's funny. Uh, my girlfriend, her friend in high school uh took his life and he had like six or seven concussions Jeez! and she well it's suspected that that's a contributing factor oh absolutely i mean when you get hit in the head and they're actual you know actual not just cte well not just like a little you know smack to the head but something where you have to go like see a specialist or go to the emergency room or get knocked out or something like that. I mean, Ooh. that does some damage. Yeah. Even one major traumatic head injury can do some significant damage. I had a pretty bad one. Did you really? I, uh, <laughs> out of all the times, like I got hit pretty hard or I hit somebody hard. I got a concussion because my feet came out from underneath me and I smacked the back of my head oh. on the ice. Like, with a helmet on but still it's like i luckily was near the bench and but the time between when it happened and me being on the bench like i don't know 20 seconds don't have it like no oh my gosh you really hit your head oh yeah yeah i i I was told it was a category three concussion oh my god if that means anything (laughs) no i mean i can imagine i think there's only five okay yeah, halfway, halfway. That sounds right. Ladder. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Yeah, um, it's really weird. And my my mom, uh, we were away at a tournament, actually in Auburn, and it, my mom told me that like I was really spacey for the next like day or so, or twenty four hours yeah. or whatever, and like I don't know, it just freaks me out. Oh, freaks me out. And it's funny you say like people forget things and like you don't really notice like. I leave like cupboard doors open now. Like, <laughs> I never used to do that. But yeah. I'm gonna say the past two years, I forget to close like the kitchen utensil drawer. Like, I'm just like, you're like, how did this who, open? Who the hell left who that open? Who left this open? <laughs> what God kind of asshole <laughs> left it open for me to <laughs> run into hey, it? Yeah, I hit like, with my leg. Unreal. Oh man, no. I hey, I always say. <laughs> Like, if you got some major concerns, just go get, like, a baseline testing. Yeah? Yeah, go get, like, a baseline. I mean, they'll probably say you're too young to even. But um, we used to tell people this all the time if they weren't quite there Mm -hmm. um, just to get a baseline. Because then you're getting a baseline at your normal. So then in 5, 10, 15 years, you go and do it again. And there are some significant okay. changes. Now you have some actual evidence. You have and some so context. Now you change. can okay. go about trying to help it. What do you see anything like if there were to be a remedy for this kind of thing or like is there anything to prevent it? Like help me, Maddie. I don't want to have these issues when I'm uh, five. Like Preventative <laughs> measures is um don't play football. <laughs> don't play football. Don't play uh, sports that you get hit in the head. Don't box. Don't box. Don't box. Okay, don't box. Um, <laughs> honestly, there really isn't because once it gets started, it's just a downhill from there. But 
I can imagine at some point, I think that if we get a cure to, or even, the, even just a, a good treatment to like mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease or any of these other neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's mm-hmm. or Huntington's, um, if you get a treatment or a cure for one of those, then it's going to kind of help guide treatments for all the other neurodegenerative right. diseases. So it's like you get it for one and you're that much closer to getting it for all the other ones. But at the same time, it's so difficult to anything with your brain. Right. <laughs> it's not like you can just like chop the portion off or something like that. Take a pill. <laughs> To get a yeah, shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only one that I had ever heard that seemed like a, oh my God, this was years ago. And it was basically how I said that there's something that can bind to certain proteins in yeah. your brain. Well, this one guy, he found a way to do that. And then basically it would like dissolve them or something like that. And you could just urinate them out. Really? And so it was a way to like process some of that affected protein in your brain. So it wasn't so much of a buildup, but that was like some paper I read. Like, What did he do to ago. do that? So like, I have no idea. Injecting no himself idea. with like. I know he of... used beagles. What? Yeah. Beagles? Yeah. Like the, dog. the dogs. Yeah. So it's like there are, there's research like, on mice. In... <laughs> There's research on oh, monkeys. I'm thinking like like used them on himself to remedy it somehow. I'm like, what are you oh, what? No. <laughs> it's like take some of their, you know. Injecting just... beagle semen into my veins. Oh, like, I'm like what? It helps flush out the protein. Right? Yeah. No no no. <laughs> he just did it on beagles. Like, what? <laughs> so beagles okay. I think have like something to do with they have a very similar brain, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Um, but I'm pretty sure he used beagles. I know they're used in a lot of like brain stuff studies. Hmm. I sometimes sound intelligent. Other times I just kind of, you know, a lot about this shit. <laughs> you do. I did it for a long time, but yeah, you could um, tell. Yeah. But now I'm in a whole different direction. So you getting smacked in the head. Yeah. Now I'm getting smacked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Selling houses. <laughs> Nothing what I went to school for. Sorry, I didn't go to school for marketing either. So I went to school for I went to school for accounting. I did not know that. Way too dry for me. I, Way too dry. Oh gosh, numbers! <laughs> I can't even imagine. Do you know how to do like your own accounting though? So then you don't need an accountant. Gun to my head, I could do my taxes. <laughs> but let me tell you, I am never doing my taxes in my fucking life. Like I do not want to even touch it. Really? Like, I'm so no, no way. How about someone no else's taxes? No, <laughs> no, you no. Sorry, you, <laughs> you could not pay me to do that. Otherwise, I would have been an accountant. <laughs> well, at least you're knowledgeable about it, so yeah. you can at least like not get screwed over. Yeah, I have a like a numbers brain, so it worked. But when it came down to it, I was just like, "Get me out of here." How like, the heck did you get into marketing then? I thought I was always into psychology, and like I could always appreciate a good. Uh, like a good Geico commercial or something. And like the reason you remember like hump day, like yeah. <laughs> all this stuff, like the way things stick with you, I think the brain is super interesting, except I chose to, you know, look at the fun parts of it instead of the, the insides yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the squiggles, n- <laughs> the squiggles, yeah. the nasty uh, stuff. Ugh, no, I was never a science person. 
Fair. Um, what do you, what do you think about like diet relating to it? Do you think that plays a role at all? Cause I know, um, or like exercise, like exercise induces neurogenesis. Mm -hmm. I think lion's mane mushroom induces neurogenesis. There's some other like things like that. Yeah. Do you, do you, could that counteract it? I wonder, or be helpful at all. I can imagine it's helpful. I take that shit, so. Yeah, I can imagine that anything <laughs> trying, like that. trying to do whatever I can. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, what are the best foods for my brain? I'm yeah. going to eat that for the rest of my life. No, I mean, blueberries I heard are really good. I know okay. a lot of boxers will eat blueberries because they are good for. Really? Like neurocognitive stuff. Huh. Um, yeah, there's definitely certain like power foods that are good for your brain. Mm -hmm. um, keeping your brain like active and responsive i feel like in our jobs we tend to get a little uh we're not like learning as much you know and yeah. so we slow down i think just because we're not learning as much um so like keeping yourself like those puzzle games and stuff yeah. i heard are supposed to help yeah. um but yeah i have i mean i think anything to keep you healthy but i wouldn't live your life trying to figure out how not to get it because there's there's a good chance you're not gonna get it either you're fucked anyway <laughs> <laughs> you're screwed if, you, if so. you're screwed it's over if not like you know. just live your life you yeah, know <laughs> yeah yeah you can't worry about everything because life is short life causes cancer so yeah <laughs> i always say i could walk out right now and get hit by a plane so might as well just live it up. <laughs> forget forget the bus. There's a plane coming down from SYR. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that like you can there's like uh, it's you're more likely to get crushed by a vending machine than like bitten by a shark or really? like die in a plane crash. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. Uh, so like okay, a vending machine could come out and kill me any day. Yeah. So <laughs> just you know, live life to the fullest. Yeah. I I guess so. Oh, that's wild. I had a therapist that told me uh, to live life like scratch and sniff method. So to just go through life, scratch and sniff. If you like it, stick with it. If you don't, get rid of it. <laughs> he was the one that actually got me into. So do you know that there's two movie studios that are in Syracuse now? No. Oh, oh, okay. So <laughs> hit me. <laughs> Other fun things. Educate um, me. <laughs> So there are two new movie studios, I believe, in Syracuse. One there definitely is. It's over at Zog. It's like the old, uh, it's like an old elementary school, okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's called American High, and uh, they've shot a couple big movies there. Really? And so I, I'm part of this thing where you can be like a background extra. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and you get paid for it. I got paid for like 200 bucks for doing absolutely nothing. That's cool. And um, yeah, so you can like sign up and be a background extra or there's like auditions or you can like learn how to do more of like the film industry stuff. All right. Um, but yeah, I was a background extra in a movie a couple months ago. What movie? It's called Paper Spiders. Paper Spiders. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about it since. <laughs> it since, flopped, actually. Yeah, it didn't yeah. come out. So. <laughs> My face was in it. I broke all the cameras. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was... Um, we always joke around. I was like, party girl number 27 or something like that, yeah. where it's like, you're just party goer. Okay. Uh, and I was in a frat scene, a high school party, and a Hawaiian party. So when I watch the movie, I'm be like, oh, my God, that's my elbow. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm on TV. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, but I always like, tell people, I'm like, it's so cool, do it. That's wild. Where's the other one? Um, I think the other one's in uh, Brittonfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think. Out by Bridgeport. Yeah, out by Bridgeport. Bridgeport's the place to be. <laughs> it's popping. Yeah. Got a casino. I was going to say, have you been to the casino? I have not. I'm oh. not a casino person, really. That's um, fair. My, my family is. My dad's side of the family is. Okay. They they go enough for me. They're, yeah. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my dad and my mom and I think my brother have all been there with like some neighbors down uh, at the lake um, to the music bingo night thing there's music bingo night oh yeah like oh, like they'll play a clip from a song and you have to like identify it or whatever like who sang it oh god I it's all like that. <laughs> all these like famous songs that are in movies that you know but you don't know who the hell sings them yeah um i think i think it's called music bingo i, I want to i think it's it, right i think it's a thursday night thing okay i know um, tuesday night is like senior night or something oh I yeah made that mistake a couple times <laughs> <laughs> You're in line with like four people with their oxygen tanks in front of you. Like, <laughs> like you go, Granny. Crushing it. Crushing it. Yeah, you should go, though. Yeah. Uh, my aunt just informed us last night that she and my uncle won $13,000. What? There. And they're not gamblers. They like win for a night. And she won 12 and he won like 900 something. Really? I was like, I would have been excited over 200. Yeah. So. <laughs> what were they playing? Um, I don't even know. I think it was like a sh- machine okay. one. Okay. I know people have had good luck, though, at Point Place. So maybe now's the time to go. <laughs> I'm not a gambler. You're, you're just a shill for Point Place. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're paying you to be on this podcast that nobody's watching. Maybe. <laughs> I should stop saying names. <laughs> Hey, look, I shouted you out multiple times. I think I deserve like yeah. maybe even $5 per <laughs> name. <laughs> I think I was talking to someone and I was like, hey, I could shout you out. I'm going on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Never been on one, though. So it's definitely interesting. I don't know. People who like do them. I uh, just something I wanted to do. Literally premise interesting conversations with interesting people. I have uh, <laughs> I've been reaching out to people just like cold outreach to people. Yeah. Um not trying to sell them anything not not even trying to sell them a home <laughs> you want to you want to buy a house <laughs> no. <laughs> no uh i reached out to uh next monday there's a a cake artist who's coming oh home. that's awesome she makes all these cakes they they look wicked cool there's like batman ones and they're like this freaking tall and like pretty wild i don't know that'd be cool no that's i literally so searched fair. on instagram like syracuse and was just like looking at stuff and i was like oh you look like you're doing some cool things like want to chat <laughs> that's so cool um oh, i have some people for you do you yeah oh please yeah like, i got some i i mean some of them i don't know but i i so there was this one kid okay uh my friend and i i never go out my friend and i were like okay fine like i'll, I'll go out this one night 
And she, it was like eight o'clock, and we Don't were you like, ever ask me again, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah, this is your one time you're cashing it in. Um, but she, she was like, oh, like one of my friends, he is, he used to be in the music industry and okay. has recently tried to get back into it. So we're like, yeah, like we'll go support him. We'll go to, it was at like the cultural center, and it was a dropping of his album. Oh my God, this guy is phenomenal. It was really? so crazy. Like the, I wish I knew his name. Um, but he also has a clothing brand and he just seems like a really unique okay like interesting guy so as an interesting person all about it yeah all about it i also do this photo group with um every month i do a photo shoot with the girl who does uh most of the photography photography for uh (laughs) women's magazine okay um syracuse women's magazine and so I do a photo shoot every month with all different women entrepreneurs. Cool. So there's a bunch of really interesting women in that group, too. I think, like, one started her own brand of, um, like, stationery and stuff. And I'm pretty really? sure a couple of celebrities have uh, used it and, like, have shouted it out and stuff like that. She's cool. doing really well. Um, yeah, there's some really interesting – there's a stylist – in it and all right yeah really interesting ladies i feel like i like interesting people (laughs) (laughs) yeah right i mean i don't know like in a world full of technology and computers and screens and everything i feel like it's cool to just like sit down and like have a conversation like doesn't happen all the time anymore you know like it and honestly doing this has been like an excuse to do that for me absolutely and it's been great i mean granted you're the second person who's been on that hasn't been my girlfriend and my brother so <laughs> you know what you have to start somewhere you do so if you uh do happen to be able to put me in touch with any of these people Absolutely. um make sure you don't promise them any kind of like exposure or anything because <laughs> look <laughs> like now you got one more all right and hey it will grow we'll make it grow um Honestly, great thing about this for me is like if nobody listens to it for t- if two years, like and I just do it like I don't care because mm-hmm. like I'm just enjoying it. Well, so whatever. And like I said, I never did this before, but basically we just had a nice conversation for like it's just having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. It's I don't feel like I'm being like attacked with questions or something like that. Yeah. No, no. I, that's when I've reached out to people. I've been like, hey, like premise interesting conversations interesting people it's real laid back informal whatever just like i don't know i reached out to uh it's funny you say that though i reached out to a nutritionist oh, uh, okay she's a she teaches at syracuse university she has a phd in the whole gamut oh, man. um she's gonna be on january 6th and she messaged me and said like like send me a list of some questions or like things you want to ask me about i'm like i'll send you some stuff but like I'm just gonna talk like i don't know yeah. like i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and grill you like it's not gonna be an an interview like no it's I don't just know. like an interesting conversation yeah, whatever yeah. wherever just it goes let it flow cool. yeah exactly yeah. you just gotta real organic yeah like, <laughs> hey that's the right word <laughs> organic organic yeah I, I don't know why i always say organic now just like that's okay it's like uh quinoa quinoa <laughs> well yeah yeah i just think it's like I don't know. Or I feel like 
organic is a little bougie, you know? That's fair. So I guess I say organic just to make fun of it a little bit. Okay, that's fair. Even though I, I eat a lot of organic things, like... I mean... Everything nowadays has organic labeled on it. So. Yeah, it's just a buzzword now. <laughs> I'm like, unless you are, there's like some YouTuber that goes out of her way, goes like cuts down the tree, picks the <laughs> stuff. It's like a whole new uh, definition of making things from scratch or like organic. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's like in the woods grabbing her meal for the day and then putting it together yeah like me man i pull mine out of the freezer and stick it in the microwave it's whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) i did kill a deer this year okay so i got some venison are you a hunter i i guess i i hunted okay um it's the first deer i've ever killed but was it hard one of the meat (laughs) like see i'm not a big what is it, venison? Venison. I'm not a big venison person. No? Because my dad... Ooh, you haven't had the right venison. Well, maybe that is it, but I don't know. I heard it's gamey. It is gamey. Okay. However, my dad gets these uh, kibasa, like sausage link things made, mm-hmm. and the venison gets mixed 50-50 with pork, which gives it some more fat yeah. and uh, more juice, because otherwise it's like very dry. There's not a lot of fat in it. Um and some of them have cheese in them. Mm. It's phenomenal. Okay. Well, you know, if you put cheese on anything. It's true. It's like cheese and bacon. Yeah. Bacon on anything is just Instantly magical. a 10. <laughs> Instant 10. Instant 10. If you want to learn how to cook, throw some bacon on it. Yeah. Just use bacon grease. You can make anything. Exactly. It's funny. Um, one of the things I've actually thought is kind of funny is like... You know me. I'm a pretty innocent guy. Like, pretty easygoing, whatever. Yep. Um, But I'm reaching out to these people I don't know to come on this podcast, to come to my apartment. It's like, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes a little bit. I'm like, is this a little weird for them? Like, I don't want to... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Like... Yeah. But if... I think that... Well... Having like a mutual person in between, I think, is nice if yeah. you if you have that person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's some trust transferring that goes on there. Yeah, yeah, I think that I I can't. I mean, people could still say yeah, like oh yeah, of course. Yeah. But I feel like there's a little more hesitation in like like if your girlfriend were to to reach out and be like hey can you come over like i feel like a guy versus girl thing is like a yes. little different yes. yeah absolutely not and that like, you look like a creeper but like you yeah. never know nowadays <laughs> yeah like, right and like i don't know you're over there the door's here i'm in between like, right I don't yeah know. like there's no escape i'm going out the window <laughs> <laughs> but like i said i was a boxer so i feel like i'm not an easy yeah, target I feel, like right. I feel like you're right um but yeah it's something i've been like cognizant of it's like i don't know like it's kind of weird. Like, hey, just go for it. Be friendly. Yeah, that's all I can do. Give a friendly face. Like, you look kind. Yeah. So. To the point where, when it comes to any kind of business relationship, people don't take me seriously. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. You're like, eh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I have to disagree. You look very professional. Oh, I thank you. Like the time I met you at the office, you yeah. were professional. Yeah. I mean, I show up. Like I, I'm. I don't show up in sweatpants. Like, I don't know. It doesn't take much. But A plus. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't wear slacks or nothing, but like. 
I don't know. I'm just, I don't like the whole dress clothes thing. Me either. They're uncomfortable. If we could just wear sweatpants every day, I would. If it, yeah, it'd be cool. I'd be all right with it. I mean, one of the perks of working from home, like, or being in real estate, like, you know, if you're not meeting a client, like, do whatever you want. Well, wintertime's great, too, because a lot of times I don't even take off my coat. So, trick Mm. of the trade, you just get dressed from the bottom down and then. (laughs) Yo. I hate to tell you, but I knew that trick already. <laughs> my yeah. friend, my friend, we used to have to dress up for hockey games because I played hockey oh. at Oswego club team, not the D3 okay. team. And uh, you used to have to dress up, but you all had a team jacket. You had to wear your team jacket over it. You just dress that thing all, or <laughs> that thing all the way up to here. Nobody knows you're not wearing a tie. Yeah. It's totally no, I'm fine. I'm dressed up. Look at my pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pants and shoes will fool them all day long. Oh, exactly. All day long. See? Yeah, you know how to work it. It's like if you have a Skype interview, you're like, all right, dressing that from here up. Oh, yeah. No pants. No just way. Just don't stand up. Just don't stand up. Yeah. No, that, that gets in trouble. Gets oh, in trouble. That's funny. Yeah, but you learn that real quick, especially when you have like one showing and you've been inside all day. And I'm like, oh, I do not want to leave the house. Yeah. But I do like my job. Yeah. I actually went to a really cool house the other day. Um, I took a bunch of people to it because I was like, buy this house. It's 47,000 square feet, if not more. Um, Built in 1885. Six room, three bathroom. Um, It looks like you transported into another time period. Really? It's 119,000. What? Yes. And Where is this? So it's down on West Onondaga Street. So it's in. You said that like it's not a favorable part of town. I think <laughs> I think that it is. Unfortunately, like there's the the, the prices. Oops, the You're prices fine. of the house houses over there are so low, and the only thing I can think of is that it's just not as desirable as other areas. Uh, okay. And uh, which is too bad. Like the house right next to it's all boarded up. Um, okay. But. Oh my god, this place is magical. I've never I been... hope you don't mean magical like haunted. Well <laughs> <laughs> honestly, because I, I went through the side door and opened it up because I had an elderly woman come and look at it. And so I opened up the front door, but I had to walk through the house. Mm-hmm. And like it's not like a normal house where it's, you know, ten steps to get to the front door or whatever. Right. It's like pretty short distance. It's like you got to go through like three, four rooms. And (laughs) I mean, this house is just absolutely massive. Yeah. And so I walked in originally and I was like, I don't like the feeling of this house, but like I want it. But you should buy it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I want this house. Um, But I mean, gosh, it just I've never been in awe so much with a house like all the like. The, the, there was fabric on the walls and on the ceiling, like pleated fabric all the way up. There were chandeliers in every room. Whoa. There was fireplaces in every room. The basement had probably 30-foot ceilings. What? Yeah. Yeah. It That's looked intense. like you were just walking into a dungeon. It was insane. Um, yeah, it was just... I want this house so badly. <laughs> I want to live in a dungeon. Like, like if you ever, I'll, I'll send it, I'll text it to yeah, you. Do but it. if you want to buy a house, this is the one to buy. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure means- there's no restorative work that needs to happen. No, I said, uh, if you could get it for 90 and put like 250 into it, be golden. Yeah. But I don't know if you could sell a house for 300 over there. 
so but oh god it was just so gorgeous like the staircase it was just like this big not spiral staircase but oh everything's brass but curvy it's not even curvy it's straight and then there's a there's like a landing landing okay. and then more stairs but the it's so ostentatious like everything is gold leaf like all the detailing is gold leaf on the walls and like gold leaf all the way up the stairs really yeah like the, it's insane this house it sounds magical i'm just picturing like spider webs and shit everywhere though no no sp- <laughs> uh, well i don't think that there were really any spider webs that i had seen um I just, oh my gosh, I want this house. <laughs> yeah. So mm. I was like trying to get someone on board and be like, okay, I'll decorate it if you want to invest and buy it. Yeah. You like real estate though. I do. You've been doing it for a year and a half now? Just, yeah, just about a year and a half. Um, yeah, I'm, I think it started July 2018. So, uh, yeah, I just actually recently split off on my own. Oh, I yeah? was on a team, and now I'm no longer. Congrats. Thank you. So I'm excited about the change and about being able to promote myself a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I got to get myself organized, per usual. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, but I do really like it. I like going in houses. Um, and I've had a lot of success with the first-time home buyers who okay. I really enjoy working with. So, um yeah yeah it's good so far it's different than i think i ever thought what i thought i was going to be doing yeah. but it just you know i always say too it might not be the the thing that i do forever but scratch and sniff yeah exactly <laughs> something else comes along that's even better i guess i'll take it but you might have a pro boxing career in front of you <laughs> yeah if i can keep my brain in there <laughs> intact <laughs> that's always my fear Man. which is a fair fear but yeah uh, I can't imagine getting hit. Like, it's not as bad as you think. No, no. It's like I got hit with a helmet on plenty of times, but but yours is like getting hit with something hard or like the ice or a wall. Well, there was some locker room boxing that went on too. But okay, still well, <laughs> underground Fight Club. Yeah. First yeah, rule about know. Fight Club is you're not allowed to talk about Fight Club. That's, <laughs> that's right. That is true. That's um, a great movie. That's such a good one. Uh, we're, I was actually joking because that house in the basement, I was like, fight club down here and just make a giant gym and you just have underground fight club. That'd be some luxurious fight club, 30 foot ceilings. God, it would be so cool. <laughs> um, oh, what were we just saying? Uh, getting hit. Not as bad as oh, yeah. you know, I think. Yeah, it's really not that bad. Really? Um, yeah. I Well, and in a fight, you have to remember that for the most part, people aren't throwing punches that are like power punches jabs right yeah you're throwing lighter punches because in an amateur fight well in any fighting it's based on how many punches you land so it doesn't matter how hard you're hitting um now you know you're supposed to plan your power punches out so because if you just throw power punches the whole time you are gonna die you're gonna get leaves you vulnerable right well you're just gonna be so gassed oh okay like the adrenaline i think that goes through you just exhausts you very quickly in general just because when I mean, you get thrown into a ring and they're like okay go take out this kid you know and you have to be like okay well they're 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 trying to take me out so i guess i have to try to take them out yeah. like <laughs> um so i feel like just the anxiety and the 
emotional part is is a lot and then on top of like if you were to throw power punches the whole time man i don't think you'd make it through like the first two rounds but so the key is to like just not hit as hard and just stay relaxed Mm. so then Mm. you interesting yeah i feel like it i mean i've never like fought in that kind of setting or done mma or anything like that but i feel like it's different when like you're playing hockey you're trying to put the puck in the net Mm -hmm. like when you're fighting you're trying to fuck up someone's health like essentially like like when your health is more on the line like the target almost Mm -hmm. or essentially um i don't know i just feel like that must make it so much different yeah it's just a different experience yeah like i've only taken one fight and so i'd love to take a second fight because once you get over that first fight of like okay you are standing in a ring with someone who is like out to hurt you yeah basically and so i think it just it's a whole different like mental challenge Mm -hmm. than i think what most people are used to but after you do it once i feel like it gets a lot easier because you're like okay yes this person is out to get me however again you can't just throw power punches for the whole the whole thing you right. know it's, it's a lot lighter that people are hitting at least in the amateur and like not a professional boxer so maybe <laughs> when you get to a different level it might hurt a little bit more but for now it's really not as bad as you would think that's cool though yeah so you're thinking about taking another one um I've like thought about it. My trainer wants me to spar really badly, um, which I'm really close to. I think I probably will this weekend. Um, that's, that's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I lost my first fight, and so I'm a little butthurt about it. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like I have to win at least one. Yeah. Like this girl had three fights, and I this that was my first one. Okay. And it makes a big difference between your first one. And I like bet. Well, like you were saying, the nerves and everything. Just that just... in general, yeah. So I was like, maybe I'll just take one more, but I want to make sure that I know I'm going to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to be so well prepared. But we'll hmm. see. That's cool. You Would you fight around here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the old Liverpool road... Uh, there's a fight coming up. I don't know when it is. I think it's in the next couple of weeks. Uh, was it January 24th or something? Um, there's a place and there's a couple guys from our gym that are fighting. Really? Yeah. Um, so they do it. I mean, because Syracuse is a city, I think yeah. you have a couple more options. Um, like Boston, we had a lot of fights going on. Yeah, but-, um, but like when I was in New Hampshire, it was so hard to find people to fight because one we're in the boonies Mm -hmm. two trying to find girls to fight is just hard Mm. so but yeah not as many girls into it i'm sure no no and then like trying to match up your weights and like uh ability wise and stuff like that so i think it's just like hard to find good matches Mm -hmm. um even for guys i mean yeah i i'm always surprised at the number of fights some of these professional guys have taken just because they'll like win a fight be it only because the other guy didn't show or something like that so oh really yeah like a lot of people won't show they'll huh. pull out last minute um like f- if you can't make weight that's a big oh, one okay 
Um, That's different than not showing up. I just well, feel like, well, like... But I think a lot of people also don't show up if you find out that the ability level of the person you're going against is like way above yours or um, just like you're going to lose. You watched the wrong lose. YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right before, you're like, oh, crap, I, uh, I'm going <laughs> to tap out on this yeah. one. <laughs> you wait in line for the roller coaster for an hour and a half and then you get to the front and you're like... No. <laughs> yeah. I lied. I can't do this. Just kidding. It's like, nope, you're going too late. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So I think it's just boxing in general is just tough. Yeah. But usually the people that I've, the people that I've met in boxing have just been like some of the best people. I bet. Yeah. I feel like you got to be, to be in that environment, you have to be a little more, I like, mellowed out in a sense like you have to respect the sport yeah and it's a better way to put it yeah there there's a difference between i mean like you can tell the brawlers versus the boxers and you have to you have to respect the um like the technique right. and the footwork and all the little things that make boxing what it is and yeah. not just pure just fighting well because like you were saying like you say brawlers i can imagine like me locker room boxing and just just brawling going for it like you're gonna get jacked up by somebody who knows what they're actually doing yes and no it's actually sometimes really difficult to fight brawlers only because half the time they're 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 very unpredictable um they don't like punch correctly so they don't always follow like the rules of a fight like a lot of them will hold on to you a little bit longer or swing up and over so like if you have like a big like up and over punch it's gonna keep behind you or something like that interesting um yeah but at the same time if you have good technique and you can see someone coming from afar like a brawler is going to leave themselves wide open. Yeah. They're just, um, it's, it's sometimes difficult to, to fight technique versus no technique rather than like someone who has technique, but just not very good technique. <laughs> I feel like there's a difference. <laughs> sounds like you're encouraging people to be brawlers if they're not really good boxers. No, <laughs> no. Just, I mean, I, just swing, see what happens. Yeah. Close your eyes and swing. That's, that used to be my motto. Like I have no idea what I'm punching. I'm just throwing them out there and hoping for the best. <laughs> hoping something lands. Right. Yeah. All right. I got to check the time. I got a spin class to get to. What Probably. time is your spin class? It is at 545. Okay. Um, wrap this up shortly. One other thing I wanted to ask you about that I actually thought of a minute ago is we were talking about this, like, um, relating back to brain injury in sport like uh we talked about football a lot Mm -hmm. um you see way more injury and things like that and brain injury in football than you do in like rugby where Mm -hmm. you don't have as many pads on well well so rugby is another big sport where there's just a whole lot of head injuries um but the problem is that so with rugby they don't wear helmets yeah um As soon as we introduced helmets and stronger helmets in football, I mean, the idea in football is as a 
linebacker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to take out the other guy in front of you. Right. And so you want to stun him, essentially. And so when you put on extra padding, that just means the guys in the front line have to be bigger and stronger and have to hit harder in order to stun the other person. So instead of preventing those injuries, the players have actually learned to overcome the padding and the helmets to hit harder. And so they stun more. Yeah. And so with, um, like some of these other sports where they don't have as much padding, uh, not as reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have anything to, you know, make sure that your head doesn't crack open or something. Yeah. Um, which helmets are really for making sure that you don't like crack your head open or, um, it's kind of like headgear and boxing. Headgear and boxing doesn't do anything. If anything, it amplifies a punch. So they've actually talked about taking out the headgear for amateur boxing because it doesn't help. The only thing it's supposed to protect is your face from getting cut. Really? Yeah. Because they don't want you bleeding. So, um, but yeah, any type of helmet, um, all of like, all the work that they're doing with these helmets for football and stuff, if they should probably just get rid of helmets altogether yeah because it's just making it worse <laughs> it seems like it yeah like it's funny i feel like it's an interesting metaphor for a lot of things in life like you just pad yourself so you can just be reckless and like yeah have no regard for your own health almost like it's yeah like i'm padded so i guess i'm safe yeah I do whatever i want it's like what no that's a bad way to approach things mm-hmm. but at the same time I get that all the concerned moms out there want their kids wearing helmets so they don't Absolutely. get all these injuries and stuff. So I get that too, but maybe you should just play rugby instead of football. Well, and I think <laughs> a lot of people have the idea that like all that padding is going to help. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's like instilled in kids and yeah. in parents is that if you have a helmet, you can't get a concussion or you're not going to get any brain damage. Well, people don't realize that your brain is literally sitting in liquid. And so if you... Like even if you get into a car accident, you don't hit your head. Yeah. If you fly forward, your brain hits the front of your skull, yeah. causing an injury. Right. And so the unless unless you had something to go inside the head and keep the brain still, <laughs> nothing's gonna <laughs> fix it. So we need some internal helmets. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I you can design that. You'd be like a billionaire. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's really no. That's why I always am like. Why are we spending so much time and money on making these helmets that, again, I mean, you can only do so much to reduce an impact yeah. rather than just changing the way the sport is played a little bit. Right. Yeah, it seems like it just isn't a good long-term health no. model. No. <laughs> but when uh, we have a whole bunch of people walking around with, like, brain disease and injury and, like, 30 years from all of us millennials yeah uh then people might think more carefully about it well you know i don't know enough about it but i wonder if you know you could see that trend in like things like alzheimer's like if there's been an increase in the diagnosis of alzheimer's from like more people playing sports growing up and and in, in getting more cte and and having those symptoms yeah so i, I think a lot of a lot of times Alzheimer's is not diagnosed correctly. So a lot of times, mm. like with athletes, I th- then this is more of my personal opinion because we don't have 
like solid proof. Mm-hmm. But like back in the day, like my grandfather, I'm pretty sure had CTE just based on the information that my mom and my grandmother have told me about him and the way that he was and how he slowly started to deteriorate and the way that he did right. is in line with more CTE rather than like Alzheimer's or dementia. Oh, okay. So I think a lot of it is misdiagnosed. And so we have like a lot of Alzheimer's patients, but it might be CTE. Really? Alzheimer's. What's the difference real quick? It's literally just protein. It's a different. No, um, but like uh, in symptoms. Oh, uh, CTE has a lot more behavioral symptoms where Alzheimer's is typically just, well, it's it's more standard to just have like severe memory issues. Um, but I huh. mean, if, with, if you were looking at one person with CTE and one person with Alzheimer's and the CTE person had a memory category one, mm-hmm. they're going to look very similar, if okay. not identical. Okay. Um, but... It's the history of the football or the head injuries that's going to kind of separate. Because one is purely genetic. Right. I think. I think Alzheimer's is just genetics. Sure. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Uh, So, I mean, virtually they look identical. Okay. But they're different pathologically, which is internally <laughs> all right we, my we intel- won't quote you on that either my intelligence is fading <laughs> towards the end of this <laughs> no worries no worries all right let's wrap this up all right thanks cool. for being on man appreciate it thanks for having yeah, me this, this was, was a blast this was so fun i'm just gonna come over and have fun conversations with you more often you, you are don't welcome have to, you're welcome to come back whenever you want i was gonna say you don't have to record it but <laughs> just <laughs> have conversations sure and uh for all the zero people watching this if you gotta buy a home Talk to Maddie. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs>